Welcome to Creating Smarter Spaces, where we explore the intersection of technology, innovation, and the built environment. Produced for corporate real estate, facilities management, and workplace technology executives like you, this podcast is your go-to resource for staying ahead of the ever-evolving world of Smarter Spaces. Right now, I bet you've got a long list of prop tech companies calling you up and telling you they have the exact product, tool, or technology to do exactly what you need in your portfolio. Am I right? I bet I am. In today's episode, I'm going to share five tips that will help you not only filter through the noise, but also put you on the right track to making sure the direction you begin on has the most chance of giving you long-term success. I'm your host, Michael Prisjula, and this is Creating Smarter Spaces. So let's dig in. So my first tip, this goes back to the topic of the original, the first episode that we did for uh, the launch of this podcast is around making sure you have a plan. So the first thing that I see many organizations still failing to do is really having a plan, a portfolio level plan of what they actually want to achieve with the technology that you're looking to deploy. What are the, what are the questions you're trying to, to answer? What are the experiences you're trying to deliver to your employees? What are the processes you're trying to automate for your facilities and your operation teams? What's the information? What are the questions that you, as someone responsible for the portfolio, really want to understand about what's happening in the environment? So making sure you clearly understand what is the goal of making this investment, of going down this path, and having a clear understanding of how you're going to measure success. Now, I don't mean to harp on this, but it really is something that is fundamental to get right. I see a lot of organizations specifically coming out of COVID now rushing to implement technology, rushing to buy products, implementing different things in different spaces, but not really having a really clear goal about how this fits into the puzzle of you know, your, the journey that you're on. How does this individual system, this technology or this suite of technologies, or even the reason that you're putting it into one facility or another, fit into the larger goal that you may have as an organization around where you're looking to take the technology, where you're looking to take the capabilities of the portfolio, and you know, ultimately, how you're going to be able to show a return on investment for implementing uh, these systems and the tools that you're looking to do. Now, my second tip, this obviously comes again after you've gone about putting together that plan, understanding what it is that you want to do, understanding where it is that you want to go, understanding the capabilities that you're looking to provide your employees, your operations people, and, and again, yourself. The next thing is making a selection of technologies and tools that you're going to work with. Now, while what we've been through, through uh, 2020, 2021, and 2022, with the the COVID pandemic, the change in the way that, that people have been using the workplace, one of the really great things that I think has come out of this is there has been a huge increase in the amount of technology that's around. There's been a huge increase by some really smart people investing money, investing brain power in creating new technologies, new tools, new capabilities, specifically for the area in which we all work in, in the corporate real estate space. 
However, having said that, one thing that I urge you all to, to think about is when you're looking to invest in a tool set, people are coming at this market in a number of different ways. Some organizations uh, are really focusing on making individual components. They're making software that does analytics or they're making software that, that captures information from hardware. Others are, are focused very much on creating just individual hardware components, IoT devices that manage occupancy or report on air quality or report on how many people are sitting in a room, whether a bathroom has been entered so many times. And then there are some other organizations that are taking you know, what I call this sort of all eggs in one basket approach. And they're looking to create both hardware and software integrated together into a single suite. Now, personally, I see some risk in going down uh, the path of these what I call integrated suites. And it's not that these products aren't good. It's not that these products aren't capable. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to take some lessons from history here and for those of you that are familiar with, with my background, you know, I, I came into this corporate real estate space only in the last five to seven years and spent, you know, much of my career before that in the, in the IT side of things. And one of the parallels that, that I saw and really attracted me to this space is the parallels between where the IT and the technology arena was, area was back, back 20 years ago and where I see we are in the prop tech or in the corporate real estate and technology um, spaces today. And one of the things that we saw way back then was organizations that were making these large suites of software that claimed to be able to manage and monitor and maintain all different types of IT hardware and systems from all different vendors and manufacturers, all under, under one suite of tools. They were capable of updating things, of deploying things, of patching things, of really, you know, trying to be the, the one-stop shop to do everything. And, you know, they, they sounded really good on paper. And then as time went by, what organizations tend to, to find happens there is these tools get pretty average at doing a whole lot of things. They don't really get really good at doing any one thing because they end up having to spend quite a bit of time trying to do all the things that an organization or that every single one of their clients or customers want them to be able to do and not enough time being able to invest into the individual components, especially while the market's moving fast. So if, if I'm an organization that is developing hardware and I'm developing software and I've got you know $100,000 worth of investment, am I going to be spending 50% of that on making my hardware better or 50% on my software or 75% on my software or 25% on my hardware. In, in that scenario, what I've seen happen in the past is these, these tools or these product manufacturers end up doing a lot of things average and nothing really, really well because they're not focused on how to improve the individual components. They're looking at the tool set across the board. And so my advice to you as someone who looks after a large portfolio is to be wary of this. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm definitely not saying that there isn't products out there that are fantastic. I'm just wanting to make sure that you keep that in mind is that if you are going down the path of working with a single vendor that makes both hardware and software, that you understand and you trust that they can scale with the business, they can scale at the speed that, that you're looking for them to do and that you, that you really believe that they can innovate in both the hardware and the software space 
as rapidly as as the market does. Um, if you can find someone like that, fantastic. But I'm just giving you some some lessons from my history of what I've experienced in in parallel markets, and even some of the things that we've seen happen recently. You know, the prop tech market is moving so quickly. You know, there's a lot of players coming into the market. There's also quite a number of players that, that are exiting the market, some that have been in the market for some periods of time and others that uh, have attempted to come into the market and have disappeared. And, and I really think that that is, is one area of risk that uh, we need to be sure that we manage. So keep that in, in mind uh, when you're looking for vendors to, to work with. Is, is this a solution that you're going to be locked in with one vendor for both hardware and software? You're going to rely solely on them to innovate across all of those spaces. And if for some unfortunate reason they don't, they don't make it through, where does that leave you from a portfolio perspective? Do you have another option, a way to reconnect all of that hardware that you've deployed to some other kind of software system to make sure that you're still getting the value out of it? So keep that in mind. Tip number two, you know, just make sure you know what you're getting into, what you're buying into. Is it a component type system? Or is it an enclosed ecosystem where uh, you're really betting all of your money on a single horse? Okay, so number three. Number three is beware the baggage of the legacy players in the market. Now, prop tech isn't new. It's been around for a long time. And there are organizations that have been out there that have been doing it and have got some, some pretty mature deployments. There's a lot of organizations, a lot of companies out there that have been developing technology for property for a long, long time. But, you know, prop tech has really come to the forefront, become even that more uh, easier to access and innovative since you know, IoT technologies have come along and it's become a lot easier for us to get access to smaller, cheaper, more agile products, both from a hardware and a software perspective to, to make the things that we want to happen in our spaces come true. So while there are a number of young players out there in the market, a lot of young players, as I mentioned in, in, uh, in the previous point, there's also a lot of the traditional players that have been in the market for a long time that were you know, really working with some legacy technologies, legacy protocols, legacy types of cabling that are really you know, doing a really good job of innovating and trying to push their products forward into the, the new world, okay, to supporting IoT technologies, to supporting uh, integration with, with platforms and products from other vendors. However, if I was to, to share with you again, you know, one of the, the lessons that I learned from my time in, in the IT space is that these players historically end up with having two masters to serve. They have an established customer base of people that have been using their legacy products for, for quite a number of years, some of them you know, 10, 15 years in this case, that have been a really strong source of revenue for them for a long time. As you're looking to become a potential new, new customer, you know, hopefully you're looking at the new types of technologies, the new ways that we have to do things. We're looking at you know, using 5G, we're looking at using IoT, we're looking at, at using technologies from the vast array of manufacturers that are out there today. And one of the challenges that these types of organizations have traditionally had entering or starting to adopt these new markets is as they continue to evolve their products, they have to be able to provide 
a level of backward compatibility with the tools and the technologies that they've developed for the last 15 or 20 years. They need to make sure that their product has the capability to support the, the clients that have been paying their bills for, for the last you know, however long they've, they've happened, had them 10, 15, 20 years. And historically, what that's meant from a software development perspective is that the software platforms that they develop fail to be as innovative as a new player that enters the market that has no baggage. The newer players tend to have more agility, right? Is there some more risk in, there in the products and platforms? Potentially, yes. But they also have the capability generally to move faster, to be more efficient, to add more capabilities into their products. And, you know, they tend to be hungry. They tend to be looking for clients that really want to push them, customers that really want to add value to their product. And they don't have to worry about, you know, pro protocols and ways that old tools and old hardware from 15 or 20 years ago is going to interact with the software that they're building now. So, you know, keep that in mind, again, when you're looking at who is the right vendor, who are the right tools, what are the right products. Make sure you understand what their uh, roadmap looks like, how they intend to support new technologies, how they intend to continue or not continue to support old legacy technologies that they've had, and of course, ultimately, how they fit into the plan that you've got for the capabilities that you're looking to bring to the portfolio today and into the future. So number four. Number four is being afraid to pilot. Again, one of the things that I've, I continue to see, and I think it's inherent in the way that CRE has operated you know, historically is that you know, we go out there we plan, we analyze, and then we make big bets. We put down a lot of money for a long term. You know, we shoot the, the, the uh, point the ship in one direction and, and we go. And you know, with, when it comes to technology and when it comes to the workplaces that we're, we're managing today, I don't think that we're being bold enough. I think that you know, there's so much opportunity out there for us to go with tools that are really easy to implement, technologies that are really easy to implement, to be able to go out there, find a workplace, find an office that has a, a supportive executive staff, um, supportive local leadership, and try some of these things. Put the technologies in, try them out. And you know, again, going back to you know, what I, I keep harping on around having a plan and understanding what it is that you're looking to measure, Put these tools in, put the technology in, start to gather the information and make sure that you can get the answers from the system that you're looking to, to, to get. Is the tool you know, user-friendly? Is it providing the capabilities to the staff that, that you're hoping to? Is it able to answer the questions or provide you with the automation or provide you with the accuracy of data that you need to be able to drive the experiences that, that you have in your plan? So, you know, don't be afraid to pilot. A lot of these technologies are really easy to deploy. You know, they may not be deployed in the way that you'd like to deploy them in the enterprise. You know, maybe we're deploying them with these things that may be battery operated or some things that are, you know, protruding from the ceiling or they're a tool that is a little bit more complex for, for people to use to start with. But don't let that stop you from 
you know, moving forward. Don't let that stop you from trialing. And you know, if you've got a large portfolio, you can try some of these things in, in multiple locations. Get various different pieces of feedback. Compare the accuracy of the information that you've got. And I've even seen some, uh, some organizations that are deploying multiple systems in the same place and then comparing the information and the accuracy that they're getting. So you know, don't be afraid to, to try with these things. They're, they're relatively a small investment. You'll be able to come back and be able to you know, use the, the, the learnings that you've got from that to be able to prove the ROI, to be able to go back and get the support or even the justification for yourself if you already have the budget to continue to invest in, uh, in these tools or in this type of technology. Or on the flip side, be able to, to, to make the decision pretty definitively that this isn't giving us what we need. This isn't providing us the information or it's not making things as easy as they could be. But and until you actually go out there and implement these tools, implement these systems, um, you're not going to know. And the, the, the market is so full at the moment of different tools and technologies and companies that you know, I've mentioned this a number of times uh, in the past that, that on the surface, they somewhat sound the same, but they may not actually do the same thing under the cover. So it's why it's so important for you to get out there, try these things out, pilot these things out, fail fast, and then be able to make the decisions about what is the right tools, what is the right technologies for your portfolio to allow you to keep moving forward. All right, so number five in the top five things to avoid when creating smarter spaces is not bringing IT to the table early enough. And I know, you know as, as you've, you all know, I, I come from the technology side of the table and I understand the challenges that, that IT can sometimes put up in, in front of you uh, when you're looking to deploy new things, especially innovative things, especially things like IoT, which, you know, to be honest, still can be a scary thing for some IT organizations and specifically some security parts of the technology organization. But what I can tell you from my experiences of working through enterprise deployments of these types of technologies that is that not bringing them to the table early uh, is only going to delay the inevitable, and that is that at some point, they will get involved. They will understand what it is that you're doing. And they'll either put the brakes on it, have you have to stop the momentum that you have in your, in your program, or um, they'll tell you that what you've been deploying is going to have to come out because it doesn't, doesn't fit the needs or the requirements that they have from a security perspective. Having them at the table early, taking the time to educate them on what it is that you're trying to do how it works, what it does. And you know, if you need to bring in someone from the outside to help you have those conversations, then you know, definitely do it. Getting them on board, having them understand your goals, ultimately they're there to support you as the business. Explaining to them what you're looking to do, telling them why you're doing it, how you want to do it, and get them on board. Bring them along on the journey. One thing I will say from a technology perspective as, as a, a, a technologist by trade, you will find people in the IT organization that will want to help you. They will be excited by this. They'll see this as something new, uh, a new frontier for them. And you'll find supporters in that organization that will want to help you be successful. So rather than trying to do this under the covers, trying to do this on the side, trying not to bring them in, go to them with the plan. Tell them why you want to do this. Explain to them what it is that you're looking to, to prove out. Go to them with the plan of 
having a pilot location, talk to them about how you can work together to run this in isolation or run this with uh, an accepted reduced risk for a certain location for a certain period of time to measure certain things, but bring them along on the journey. Not bringing them along on the journey is something that, you know, short term, yeah, you might be able to to uh, move a little bit faster. But long term, when you get to the point that you've made the decision about what you want to do, you, you really want to be able to go out and get the benefits uh, at a portfolio level to deploy this stuff broader. That's where if they get surprised by what you've been doing or the types of tools and systems you're deploying, that this can really put the brakes on, on you uh, making the progress that you want. So bring IT to the table early, get them on board with what you're doing, why you want to do it. If you need to bring somebody in to help you know, interpret between the, the real estate organization and the technology organization, do that. Put the plan on the table, tell them what you're looking to do, get them to partner with you on this, and you'll be uh, ultimately more successful and uh, you'll get these things deployed, probably a lot more functional and a lot more uh, supported than if you tried to do it on your own. Okay, so that rounds out the uh, five tips to avoid when looking to create your smarter spaces. So what did we go through today? We talked about not having a portfolio level plan and why that's a bad idea. You know, always, always, always make sure you go in before you start deploying technology. Please make sure you have a plan for what you're trying to achieve, why you want to do it, how you're going to measure it, and what good looks like. Number two, make sure you understand the impact of adopting integrated stacks of technology, hardware, and software, specifically from younger players in the market. Understand the risk that comes with that. Maybe it's fine for the portfolio that you're looking for, for the size of the portfolio, or for the challenge that you're specifically looking, looking to, uh, to solve for. But again, just be aware, know the risks that you've got, and make sure that uh, you know that going in. Number three, be aware of the baggage that some of the traditional players in the market have got. They have existing customer bases, they have existing technologies, many of them have vested interest in certain technologies, they've developed patents, they own the rights to certain things, and they'll want to make sure that they can continue to, to get the most investment out of, out of those, uh, th those uh, existing assets that they have. Number four, being afraid to pilot. People, don't be afraid to pilot. One of the greatest things with technology is that it's flexible, it's easy to deploy, it's easy to uninstall, especially with the way that things are going with IoT now. It's a lot easier for you to deploy technologies, hardware, software, integrate it with existing systems, exchange data between them, run systems in parallel. Don't be afraid to pilot these things. Find a couple of different systems that you like. Find a couple of different approaches that you like. Deploy them, test them, try them. Don't be afraid to pull them out uh, and, and replace them uh, with, the, with the right solution afterwards. So, so the old saying of don't let perfection get in the way of progress really uh, applies here. So there's no reason not to start. Number five, get IT to the table with you. Bring them along, tell them about your vision, share your plan, 
explain to them why it is that you want to do it, the value that you're going to get for the organization out of it. If you need to bring someone in to help you have that conversation, there's plenty of us around that can help you do that. So they're the five, but let me leave you with one last one, number six. There's no reason not to start now. I know there's still uncertainty in the market. Some people still aren't sure about where we're going to land, what's happening with our portfolios, what's happening with return to work, how many days a week are people going to come back in, are we going to have enough space, what type of space do people want to work in. I completely understand and totally agree that there's still a lot of uncertainty in the market. But we're not looking at deploying these systems enterprise-wide today. You don't have to be looking at a solution to deploy for your entire portfolio. These things are going to take time to get out there. But there is no reason for you not to start making steps forward today. Start building your, building your plan. Evaluate some technologies that you think are going to meet, meet the needs that you've got. Work out how to pilot it. Bring IT to the table. But just get moving. I see too many organizations that are still sitting around trying to come up with the perfect way to do this, the perfect way to put all the gunpowder into the cannon and pull it once, shoot for the stars. You don't have to do that here. This isn't a you know, 10-year, $50 million lease that you're looking to, to, uh, to invest in. These are small technology pilots that you can easily unwind if you need to, but they're going to help you educate your own people, educate uh, your organization about what you can, can get out of these types of systems, help you understand the right partners to be working with, understand the right tools, fit the needs that you've got. All those things are ready. They're available in the market today, and there really isn't any reason for us to, to not be making steps forward. So if I'm going to leave you with one bonus thing, don't be afraid to start today. So that's a wrap on today's episode. But before we leave today, just a reminder, I make this podcast for you. So if it's something you like and feel others would too, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice or share it with a colleague or friend. Not sure how to? Not a problem. Just point them to smarterspaces.live slash listen and all the options will be available right there. As always, one final disclaimer, all views and opinions I share on this podcast are my own and may not necessarily be those of my employer. I trust you've enjoyed today's topic and I hope you'll tune in for another episode soon. This is where real estate, facilities management and technology converge. This is Creating Smarter Spaces.